how how am I looking? The real question. You always worried about you, you bringing sexy back, man. That's easy for you, bro. I got work Perfect. to put in. Perfect, man. Perfect. I mean, just tell the rest of the world that. <laughs> tell the people that. You know yeah. what I mean? Perfect, man. Looks great. Ah, oh, man. What's good to you in the hoodie, brother? Just, uh, buy a cigar and dig it, man. Right? What they say. I ain't digging shit. I I watched some Joe Joe Dirt this week. (laughs) That's a solid flick, bro. (laughs) I used to go and dig it. (laughs) Oh, good stuff. Dude, what's uh, a little little Joe Dirtte, man? Yeah, yeah, Joe Dirtte. Oh, Oh, just a solid one, brother. Fantastic, man. Uh, the weekend, life, the kids, the, the the wife, the the trips to Lowe's, man. How's everything going with you, man? We don't talk about you enough, brother. Um, <clears throat> Let's spend well, the next uh, 37 minutes just talking about you. Just talking about me? Yeah. Kenneth right, Bragnock can wait. All right. I got about um, that 37 seconds I could, we could fill up. All right. Other than that, I don't know what we're going to do after that. I'll, I'll just ask the questions. Um, I'll have follow-ups. Basically, just... Uh, you know, doing some stuff to my house. Okay. Little renovations here and there. Okay. Little things, building some furniture. I mean, you bought a fixer-upper. Uh, got a little fur- furniture, uh, some woodworking going on, doing some some tables and tabletops and such. Are you, um like, sanding and stuff? Yes. Are you, like, cutting the wood and yes. stuff? Yeah, I got a little wood shop set up. Are you shaping the wood? Yes. So like you know how it's like a like a square and then it kind of goes in there's like a ring around the square and then it goes into like a sphere or whatever and then it kind of goes down. Are, Are you talking about like, like table legs? <clears throat> That's what I'm talking about right now, like uh, just make me feel stupid um, in front of national television. That, but but yes, okay. <laughs> but yes, guys. No, I'm not doing I'm not doing that part of it. National television. I mean, just YouTube and every podcast that's, in the world. That's more further reach than. Television, hey man. So, I, I apologize. It's all good. Make me feel, feel dumb. So yes, table legs. Uh, no, I'm not doing that much of it. Okay, that's that's a whole, that's a different set of equipment that I don't have yet. You don't have yet. It's fair. Christmas is around our corner, bro. It's fair. Yeah, you're right. You know, Bir- birthday's right after that too. You, you happens quick. Happen very fast. Just, in, in motion there, so, uh, you know, I'll get you a table leg creating set. You probably pick that up, what, like Target? Yeah. A couple I think, bucks. I think they have those there. Lathe. Lathe is what it's called. Spins the wood really fast and you just carve it. That's how they do that. I thought it was a spindle. All right, well, <laughs> you made me look it's dumb a- on national <laughs> television again, guys. Well, less than a few moments. Maybe that's clothing making. Clothing making, man. Let me ask you a question, brother. What's up? So, we're movie fans. That's why we have a movie pod. That makes sense, yeah. But we're in the podcast game. Mm -hmm. What podcast are you currently uh, rocking out to, man? We we know you like to Dax, Shepard, and stuff like that. But any good episodes lately? Any good guests on any of these pods lately? Maybe? Um. Well, you know, they, they've kind of gotten to a point where 
they're not able to talk about things now because of the strike. Yeah. So there's not a lot of promoting. Now we're getting we're getting people on there that are um, they're just basically just conversating. We're not not promoting. Um, Jimmy Kimmel's on Dax, and he's actually promoting his podcast. Um, which is what are they him like Stephen Colbert, uh, John Stewart, a few other people. They're doing a podcast now. Hey guys, uh, listen to ours before you listen to theirs, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but definitely listen to theirs. But <laughs> yeah. Listen to ours first. <laughs> Download um, ours first on everything that you have on your phone. Um, as far as new podcasts, I started listening to a comedian named Duncan Trussell. Okay, uh, I heard him on. Uh, Joe Rogan and Theo Vaughn's podcast. Well, they had their own separate podcast. I heard it on each of those. Uh, interesting guy. Uh, conspiracy kind of guy. Talks about aliens a lot. Fantastic. Okay, I can get down funny, with those fun, kind of Funny guy. Okay. I can he's get down super with those funny. Conspiracies. Yeah. But he's still on the lines of a comedian. He's still a comedian like with, with uh, along lines like Theo and Joe and all them guys. They're still a lot of conversation, but. Still funny. So he's not funny is what you're saying. <laughs> oh, Theo Vaughn's funny dude. I ain't really listened to much of Joe Yo- Drew, Joe Yogan's, uh, Joe Rogan's comedy. Um, but I do like his conversations for the most part. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes one of us. Yeah. Um, and Theo Vaughn, I don't really know who that is, so. Um, Check it out. All right. We'll, we'll see what it is, man. What happened? About yourself. I listened to that um, <clears throat> Matthew McConaughey pod for Smartless this morning. Mm. I I used to like he's in the he's in the bubble of like really attractive white dudes that I used to hate. <laughs> okay. So is that uh, that like, Smartless episode this week's episode? Yeah, yeah, he's in the bubble of like really attractive white dudes that I just hate, man. So it's like him. Yeah. It used to be him. <clears throat> Robert Pattinson, mm-hmm. um, Brad Pitt hated. I hated Brad Pitt so much. <laughs> God, I hated Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Hated Matt Damon, man. It's a lot of a lot of handsome men you're mentioning that you Leonardo hate. DiCaprio. <laughs> I hate. I hated these guys. There's a lot of handsome white men you're mentioning. Right I now. hated every one of these guys, man. <laughs> every single one of them. Every single one. Uh, Marky Mark. Wow. After he left the fun bunch, then I hated him. When he was with the fun bunch, I was like, oh, okay, you're cool with him? Like, oh, yeah, all right, right. Calvin Klein right, draws on the yeah, outside. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> you cool? Oh, bro, you, yeah. in, you in like the movies with like George Clooney and stuff? Mm. I, I hate he you. Joined, he joined yeah. the squad. The, yes. The yes. Clyde hates these people squad. Yes. Um, all right. Because they're just so damn good looking. So good. Talented. Very. And all the women want them. And have just like hung out in a span of. All these years, and yeah. still just looking more handsome yeah. as the years go by. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> See, that's the even worse thing. Yeah, I, we talked about George Clooney last week. Now I've yeah. never hated George. I've always admired George Clooney. Always, right. um, but like just they just age and they look better and better. Man, I can't yeah. stand it. So, and they just still make good movies. Too. Yes, still making, still yes. doing good things. Yes, but like I listen, but the, but now that I'm older. Little wiser, less jealous. Mm. Um, little less jealous. A little less jealous. Uh, I mean, I still fight Leo. If I saw him. 
Straight really, because I was I was up for that part <laughs> in Titanic, and he just stole it from right from under mm. me. So I don't appreciate that. Yeah, um, I have that. and I was up for that part in J. Edgar Hoover movie, and he stole that from me as well. So ah, uh, uh, I remember that time exactly. <laughs> that was man. a dark time in your life. <laughs> started, started drinking a lot. <laughs> With him for Jay Edgar instead of me? <laughs> what is this? Come on, man. <laughs> um, but no, we, let's do them on the Smart List podcast, man. And just yeah. appreciate these guys now, man. They're doing a lot for one humanity. They're doing a lot for like their country and state, man. And yeah, so for all like good guys. Um, and I just appreciate that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man, especially Matthew McConaughey. Like he drops knowledge on people, and he just has like these ideas and the these thoughts and it's so profound. Yeah. I just appreciate that. Yeah. They're guys that like to kind of really share their story. Yeah. Like they're not afraid to be like, yeah, I had this, I got fired from this job mm-hmm. or I didn't land this pro-, you know, they're, they're, they're fine with the downside of their, yep. their careers and such. I did listen to the, uh, Willem Dafoe smartless episodes. Listen to that one. I did listen that to dude's, that one. That is a, a man I would love to sit and just let him tell me some stories. That's it. Just like let him let him act out the theatrical uh, presentation of his life. <laughs> I would love to see that. I, I I wanted to hear more like about either because they're on the strike and everything. It's kind of yeah. hard to talk about it or whatever. But like I wanted to hear more him talk about his experience just like making that first Spider-Man movie with mm. Toby. Like – you know how they talk about the Iron Man movie and the first one, and they're just like it was like a it's like a school project kind of like the the vibe, right? Yeah, they like, yeah. They had like daily scripts and everything every day. Mm-hmm. If you go back and watch that first Spider Man movie, you almost get the same exact vibe that they kind of like slapped and put it together. Like it's not like <clears throat> super gloss, right? You know right, I mean? yeah, yeah. Um, but they're just really just like working on it until like that morning. Sam Raimi's working on the script and. And moving forward with it. So, yeah, that would have been dope oh, yeah. to hear more from that from Willem Dafoe. But, yeah, I can listen to that guy all day, man. All right, Hopefully, awesome. he's in the next uh, Aquaman movie that we're going to talk about here in a, in a few minutes, right? Right. So. Good thing we are uh, we are not on strike, I guess. We are. We are I, don't, I don't get any residuals from anything. I don't get so. residuals for nothing. <laughs> yes. I mean, if somebody <laughs> wants to give me residuals. <laughs> for whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll start striking. I'll get on that damn picket fist line. <laughs> Yo, get yeah. up. I'll be out that bitch tomorrow morning that's, at 7 a.m. That's wild. That's still black. I'll be out there like 8.30, guys. But still, save a spot for me, though, okay? That's wild that it's still like an, un, an open-ended situation still. That's crazy. No, man. You know? And uh, they nobody wants to come to terms with. Yeah. Uh, yeah they really wanted the robots to take over, man. I guess. <laughs> Welcome to this episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we are discussing the trailers for Aquaman and the Lost City, Freelance, Episode 4 in 5 of Ahsoka, in our Movie of the Week. We're back with Kenneth Bragna, ladies and gentlemen, we're Haunting in Venice. never say this guy's name i've been watching kenneth branagh's movies my entire life it's not bragna it's branagh 
I'm going to pronounce that right one of these days. Yeah, the, the the G is definitely not there in the middle. And it's like silent too. Yeah. But I'm like Bragnaw. Someone's like Bragnaw every time, right? <laughs> it is what it is. I, I have guess. a problem. I have a problem, dude. So, all right, team. Uh, we got some trailers here for you. Uh, this humongous ripped uh, Hawaiian dude is back. Mm. Jason Momoa is back. Aquaman in the Lost City. Him and uh, Patrick Willis, Yaya Abdul-Manteen, and a whole lot of other people. Oh, yeah. And then we got Freelance. Uh, it's a movie. It's got some people <laughs> in it. Alice stars Alice Eve and Allison Brie. <laughs> I couldn't even get a straight. <laughs> it's a movie. That was great. Oh, gosh, guys. Uh, so we're going to throw these on our socials. Uh, we're also going to throw these on our YouTube page. Oh. Our YouTube page is accessible. Mm. Show notes of this pod that you're listening to right now. Get to the link tree. Click yes. that link tree. Click on the YouTube. You can see our ugly mugs. Share, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Tell your friends and family and your mom. Go. Uh, if they want to hear a good pod about movies, uh, check us out. Yes. So I honestly like forgot that we were like recording a pod for this. Okay. I'm, I'm, like you know, thirty seconds in, I'm like. I'm just watching this just to watch this, man. Yeah, it got got a uh, really intense. Yeah, this really is a beautiful fast. trailer, man. Um, and we've been looking forward to this as well. So, guys, according to IMDb, here we got Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. Arthur must enlist the help of his half brother Orm in order to protect Atlantis against Black Manta, mm. who has unleashed a devastating weapon in his obsessive quest to avenge his father's death. That's why he's pissed. I forgot that was in the beginning of the first mm-hmm. Aquaman movie. Smack this pops around, man. You yeah. can't, you can't do that, man. Black Panther was mad as well in the beginning of uh, yeah. that movie. I get it, guys. So we're back with Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. Uh, JV was a wild ride. Yeah, man. The, the first time around, talk to me. Yeah, like I say, we were just kind of, kind of in a uh, in a trance by yeah what we're seeing in Atlantis this time around. We just get to see a little bit of it. You know, first time it was just kind of. In and out, real quick trips, and I really got to enjoy more than you know watching Arthur Curry get beat up in the arena. He got, he got smacked down a little bit. Yeah, he got, he got some hands laid on him. That's for sure. <laughs> um, he's a father. Um, so where's that going to go in this movie? Um, are we going to see just like a quick flash of a baby, and then that's all we see, or is there a whole thing? I mean, that's the norm, right? Well, so yeah, any, yeah. Any superhero movies? Yeah, I got a baby. All right, well. <clears throat> this is my uh, civilian life. Yeah. Oh, this is going on? Let me go ahead and do superhero stuff. And then, like, with two minutes left and left in the movie, after I saved the day, I'm back with my kid. <laughs> yeah. um, something I did see and was uh, was reading about was, like, it was talking about, like, Marvel and the way they treat their, like, their superhero costumes, like you never see like Iron Man with his like Iron Man suit at the car wash, like spraying it off at the car wash, and uh, you know you never see uh, Captain America's suit laying on the ground and stuff. But but like with the Flash, like one of the things was like when the Flash shoots the thing out of his ring and it just like falls on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> now Arthur Curry's got his stuff just kind of hanging out to dry on the thing, you know, kind of using it as a as a laughing point, uh, I thought that was an interesting observation. 
like the seriousness of that on DC side compared to Marvel. Yeah. But you see that a lot, right? Marvel's got a lot more Marvel's always had a lot more serious tones to it than So like <clears throat> the thing with Marvel is like they don't take themselves too seriously, but as far as like the acting and the plot and everything. Yeah, yeah. What they do take seriously is the costume design, the uh, set designs, right? The, the, all the, the work The role around. of yes. being the superhero, right? Yes, yes. When you're not a superhero, you can be a little goofy. But once you're suited up, it's, exactly. it's time to go. Exactly. Yeah. Unless you're Paul Rudd. <laughs> Get away with whatever you want to do. Dude, whatever the hell you want to do, yeah. Paul. <laughs> A-OK with that. Yeah. But then you see in DC, right, there's a little bit more leeway from the studio and says like, yo, make it your own movie. Go do yeah. your thing, man. Wherever you find those comedic bits, wherever you find, find that like run with it. Right. And we're going to stay out of it. I also like that with in blue beetle as well. Right. Yeah. How the entire time, like he's fighting against this thing. Right. Yeah. This, this gift that he now has. So he ends up it, nude all the time. Just but buff in the buff in the buff. <laughs> no kind of, no kind of coverage. No can't help, kind help, of coverage. Can't help him out at all. Let's not see Jason Momoa naked. You know, like I'm just gonna, he's going to be put on my list of guys that I just hate. Again, <laughs> even though he's such a good guy, you know yeah. what I mean. I'll like him in like ten years. So Let's see, we got um, Ben Affleck here in the cast of Bruce Wayne. Brucey so Bruce. If we're going to see him at some point. Brucey Bruce. Interesting. Ooh, Randall Park. Let's go. <laughs> nice. Doctor Stephen Shin. Already sold, okay, <laughs> on old Randy. So Love I like it. I like this though that um we got Jason Momoa credited as one of the writers as well. Oh, okay. Putting his own spin in his franchise. Oh yeah, see, that's like pretty that. awesome. Yeah. yeah, man. So guys, we're gonna throw Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom on our socials, man. This was a beautiful trailer. This was just looks like it's gonna be a really fun, good time. Yeah. <clears throat> I hope it does it again, right? Aquaman made a Billy, and nobody expected it to make a Billy. Right. Well, it's because of their lead man. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, yeah. he he's he uh he's a man that can swing big, and he does it. He definitely he's, did his thing, guys. Yeah. So pretty excited for this one. Uh, it's going to be another three-hour movie like the first one. But oh, my God. I'm in the theater for oh it, my guys. On, on, on Christmas Day. Yeah. So. <laughs> Christmas Day. <laughs> let us know your thoughts, guys. And uh, also, let us know which uh, DCEU movie has been your favorite. Oh, yeah. all right. Let us know your thoughts, team. All right, team. Uh, we have Freelance. According to IMDb, here is an ex-Special Forces operator takes a job to provide security for a journalist as she interviews a dictator, but a military coup breaks out in the middle of the interview. They are forced to escape to the jungle where they must survive. Always a coup, man. Always, Always a, coup. a coup, man. Uh, we got here uh, Alice Eve, Allison Bree, Christian Slater, uh, Martin Koskas, Juan Pablo Raba, and a bunch of other people as well, man. This is a this is a good cast, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. Directed from Pierre Morel, who brought us Taken. JV, I don't know how. Uh, I don't know how she's. <laughs> I don't know how. Uh, Allison Bree <laughs> and Juan Pablo is going to run through the woods and jungle by themselves, but it looks like they're taking care of business. Okay. It's I knew that. I knew that was happening from the setup. 
from the get go. Yeah, that was a horrible. <laughs> that was a horrible bit. I couldn't even keep a straight face. Damn it. Nah, it's got our man John Cena. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Uh, talk to oh. you. Man. What were your thoughts on this trailer? <laughs> Let me compose myself from that, from that joke. Um, all right. It's obviously going to be hilarious. Yes. Got John Cena. We've seen him in all kinds of stuff, and it's always funny. Uh, kind of his thing right now, right? Uh, military man. He plays that pretty well and brings a. Uh, a good humor mix with the action. Yeah. Um, and now we got Allison Brie. I'm not sure about um, who was uh, playing the a dictator. Yeah. Was that Juan Pablo Raba? Gotcha. I don't know anybody, anything about him. Just a good looking dude, um, man. He's a very good looking man. Uh, so hopefully he brings his part along with this uh, trio with him and Allison Brie. Uh, fan of Alice and Bree, uh, from most like for like community. Yo, he was in uh, he played uh, Gustavo in Narcos. He was uh, Pablo Escobar's cousin, like right hand man. Gotcha. That's who. I know he looked familiar, but he he has a uh, mustache and glasses and uh, perfect Narcos. disguise, man. Perfect disguise. Worked. He, he wasn't worked. getting caught. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I walked right past him. I think this is going to be a good John Cena movie. You know, it's always funny. Yeah. Uh, good comedy. Good action. Looks like it's going to be basically that mix. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you see... Um, I, I was I was BSing earlier about knowing who your boy was, the other podcast guy now, the, the funny one. That you listen to, he told me to put on Theo Vaughn. Yeah, I did mm-hmm. listen. I did listen to a, a bit with him and uh, the kid. <laughs> he's not a kid no more, but he's from. Oh, we just watched him and um, what's the singing movies with? I don't know, dude. What's the kid's the name? singing movie? The singing movies, the acapella movies. What are those acapella movies, bro? The I have the pit, pitch perfect. I have the Google right here in front of me, and I still struggle every freaking pod with something. Talking yes. about pitch perfect, movies? pitch perfect. Yes. Okay. What's the kid in that in those movies? Uh, <laughs> um, Adam. Adam. Um, so I, I saw some. Yeah, Adam Devine. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. I saw uh, a clip of them two, right? <laughs> That's ridiculous. And Adam said, "Yeah, that took me way too too long." And I, I apologize. No, I meant the clip, not not your. Now you're searching. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I'm so, oh, my yeah, searching was that, trash, that, too. That Part the episode course. was. Uh, Theo Vaughn's podcast is usually chaos, and it's fantastic to me, anyways. Well, the clip, I the only clip that I saw, it just, I ran across it on YouTube because I do like Adam because he's funny. Yeah. He's like, it's. You just can't do a comedy anymore. There's no just like comedy movies, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, super bad. One of the last great, like, just studio comedies. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That was 2007. Right? You have The Hangover, mm-hmm. but there's still, like, a lot of, like, action and adventure and yeah, stuff yeah. in there, right? Uh, there's no just pure comedies anymore, right? This is, the guys around this is, like, this is an action comedy? Yeah. I think he, he says very limited. Yeah. Like, a handful a year. Yeah, because he's talking about like all the big budgets are now like going to superhero movies. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And those are action comedies, 
as well. They're yeah. just not superhero movies, right? They have so many different other elements to to them where it's hard to just for the studio to green light a a just regular comedy. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's probably not gonna make the money. Why waste our time on that? Exactly. I see that with this, man, where like this is good cast. This looks really fun and action packed, but like it's not like that pure comedy in a sense, right? Yeah. Um, hell, the movie he just did, where it's like, what, Vacation Buddies 2, um, that just dropped on Hulu with oh, Lori sec- Hell. second one came out? Okay. It was pretty funny, too. Okay. That's more of a pure comedy, but that didn't hit theaters. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, So, like, that's what he, Adam was talking about. And I kind of get it, man, where you, I'm starting to see it more and more now, where studios have to combine all these different elements to make a movie. Yeah. Where... No, no, I'm not shitting on f- freelance or anything, but well, I'm seeing it now. Like it's my eyes are open to it. Yeah, I think that it's kind of why you see a lot of that on like Netflix and Hulu and stuff like that because yeah. they're they're fine with going for that, you know, series or that movie. Um, we don't know what kind of budget they're getting, but yeah. you know, they're the ones putting all that stuff out right now. Yeah, but like studios, <clears throat> they're like, no, nah, releasing yeah. theaters, man. I need. Robert Downey Jr., <laughs> you know, fighting a killer, fighting like a space snail or something. Yeah, space in snail. In order to go ahead and make money. So, <laughs> guys, no, the Freelance looks dope, man. Um, That's going to be worth the watch. Yeah, definitely in theaters just to go ahead and, you know, enjoy some popcorn and, and laugh, man. So, oh, yeah. with those on our socials, uh, let's hear your thoughts, guys. With John Cena now doing movies, what is your favorite John Cena movie team? Talk to us. Let us know what you're thinking. All right, brother, you ready to jump into some Ahsoka? Oh, boy. Let's go. Yeah, bro. So I'm caught up. Okay. Uh, We have the episodes that I am caught up on. Let me uh, not lie to you here. I will lie to you in a minute about this. (laughs) (laughs) I know exactly what you're Yeah, yeah, yeah. Following you here. Four and five. Yes, that's what we're talking about here. So we got episode, back this up. Sorry, team. I think we're getting, what, like Fall, six episodes out of this one? Uh, it looks like eight. Eight. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. Through October I'm, 3rd. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Um, So Can we, we got Loki. episode four, part four, Fallen Jedi. Uh, Hera risks her career to help her friends while Ahsoka and Sabine confront enemies. Yes. We finally got some action. In this one, a lot of action. I liked, like, give me lightsaber battles. But here's the thing I was thinking about this while I was watching this episode last night. The original trilogy, the entire trilogy, let's say like nine hours, right? Okay. Had three lightsaber battles. That's fair. All with Darth Vader. So you have uh, him with Obi Wan, mm-hmm. and then Luke and him, and Luke and him again. That's it. <laughs> we didn't get much lightsaber action in the yeah. in the pre in the uh, original tri- trilogy. There, yeah. Well, I mean, you really only had one Sith, which was Vader in those movies. I mean, yeah. You had multiple Jedi, but you really only had like the one big bad Jedi. So, you know, 
the only thing I can think of. But, uh, but like, my point is that is like, obviously, for the seventies and in eighties, the the fight choreography was really basic. Yeah, yeah. I feel like watching Fallen Jedi, the fight choreography, the the Jedi fight choreography, is equivalent to those movies. It was cool to see, mm-hmm. but it didn't like wow me. You're talking I think about that's in, in the, this in this series. In this so, series, like mm-hmm. that's what I'm like. I, you have Ahsoka, and you have this badass like Jedi Master, and you're expecting like her to do some cool, wild stuff. The she's, best. I'm just gonna say she's she's not a Jedi. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. What somebody's that means. gonna somebody's gonna they're gonna cancel us for saying that. We'll just fix it. She's Bobby, not, she's fix not a, it. Damn it. She's not a Jedi. She's not a Sith. Maybe I'm just Same. watching. I'm just, I'm just not digging this series like I should yeah. be, like everybody else is. What you need to do. I'm tell you something real quick. Okay. What you need to do, what I did. Okay. Help me out a lot. Just go on YouTube and just look up a summary of the Clone War series. Okay. About 30 minutes of your time. Okay. It's going to give you everything you need to know about her and the Clone War series and her and Anakin. Okay. It'll, it'll, it'll bring a light to the situation. You may still not like it. You've already made judgment. So, I don't know. I'm just saying, I did that, and it was awesome. Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka, as this I think we kind person of, with a lightsaber. Yeah. Is that okay to say? She a person yeah, with a lightsaber? Yeah, yeah, she's she's a person with a lightsaber. Okay, uh, I'm not gonna get canceled, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Um, she's cool. She's awesome. Like you know, she's kind of she's yeah. just a, a really dope character. I just think it's a snail speed, and yeah. then like we got to some. Fallen Jedi, and we got to some lightsaber battles, and yeah. this wasn't fun. It was more fun when Sabine was in her um, Mandalorian joint, mm. right, fighting and stuff, right. And then, like you know, she and then like you saw later on, uh, Ahsoka takes on the big baddie, and it's just a boring lightsaber battle. Yeah, the best lightsaber battle for me is like Revenge of the Sith, right, where you just let Obi Wan go. Ham, okay. I <laughs> yeah, will say yeah. that that I will yeah, I yeah. will die saying that man. That's been the that was yeah. the, has been the best lightsaber duels across the board. Um, this was just boring to me. And then well, I guess we could jump into episode five. I don't really know. I'm not really paying attention either. I, it's what I'm saying. You're not asleep. you're not you're not connecting with it. I don't know if that one. And like I said, for me, it was like going back and kind of learning why we're here with this person. So did you start the series before you went back? Yes. So you were, like, we kind of talked about it at the yeah. first few episodes. Like, I don't really understand what's happening. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to, to connect with this character. So I went and just did some, like I said, I didn't go watch the, the series. Cause it's like seven seasons. Gotcha. It's too much. Gotcha. Catch up on. Yeah. But I just went and did some quick YouTube videos and it kind of just brought all the stuff in and it kind of made more sense about who she is and her projection through the story and Star Wars in general. See, I guess I'm falling victim to this comedian said, like, man, like, I don't want... It was Roy with J- J- Jr. For, from the Daily Show. He goes, like, I don't want to watch everything in the theaters and on Disney Plus to be caught yeah. up. You know what I, mean? I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Why do I have to watch... Uh, Miss Marvel about some teenage girl to go see 
the Marvels, man. Like, why yeah, do I yeah. have to go go do that, right? But right. in order for it to make sense, you do that. And for fans of Marvel, like you and I were like, sorry, Let's you go. gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm falling victim <laughs> to that right now. Yeah, yeah. Where I don't have that lore from Ahsoka and what happened during the Clone Wars. Right. And what exactly. is this all about here? And like I just don't care. Well, that's kind of like when you watch, you know, you see the first Star Wars or episode four. You mean the greatest movie of all time? So you see episode four. You mean the greatest movie of all time? <laughs> yes. I thought that was Revenge of the Sith. No, the greatest movie of all time is Star Wars, episode four. Revenge of the Sith is just a badass action movie. Gotcha. Like, just, just like sci-fi lore so, in, like, world building. It's yeah. definitely the original Star Wars. So you get to that... And then we get like Rogue One. Empire is better. Empire is probably the best one though. Empire Strikes Back. But anyway, and then Rogue we get one. to like Rogue One. Yeah, where you watch the other one. You watch Episode Four. Now we're at like Rogue One, and you're like, okay, well that that kind of brings us into this story a little mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. And then we go through and we go back to Episode One, Two, and Three, and then it's like, okay, what well, happened? Now we're in the Clone Wars, so or now we're at Ahsoka, but we didn't see Clone Wars, mm-hmm. so it doesn't kind of backfill the the storyline of hers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Maybe we do something like that. But, but the the series in general isn't action packed. No, it's not been action packed at all. And like it's. Yeah, it's like a lot of heavy dialogue. Yeah. I'm just not here for it. Like, I'm yeah, watching yeah. it. I'm just not not here for it. Yeah. Now, what is cool is um, Sabine's character and kind of her alternative motives where she wants to, like, is that her brother or her best friend that she's looking for? Or something yeah, something of that like nature? that, yeah. Um, and, you know, not really being truthful to Ahsoka with, like, her intentions or whatever, so... That's an interesting plot. Um, episode five, we see Anakin mm-hmm. some in some uh, dream sequence or whatever underwater. That's flashbacks to the war, the Clone Wars. Flashbacks to the Clone War. And, well, the Clone Wars and yeah, that whole it's a, it's a mess. It's a lot going it's on a mess. there. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so the 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 girl who plays young Ahsoka mm-hmm. is the girl that was in Barbie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I saw that and on. She the, also played Young Gamora. Yes, she did. Yes, there was a third one. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep, yep. That there was as well. So, kind of uh, found her a little niche there, didn't she? Found a little niche there. Yeah, yeah. that's good. They grow up, so they grow up so fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My one thing, right, and I guess this is where like I clocked out is. Can can you can you tell me about the space whales? The space whales. Yeah. What was um. I was eating. I was eating so, bojangles. So, go like I said, going back to to YouTube, and I was learning stuff about them. Oh, there's so, really like lore with the with the space. Yeah. Talk from, to me from from my understanding, is the space whales can travel through hyperspace, and I think there was like that was like the thing that started people needing to travel through hyperspace because of these wells. They can literally go into hyperspace like the spaceships can. This is why people are Star Trek fans instead. Right here. Okay? <laughs> okay? 
That's the reason why, okay? There's so much, like, I, I don't know. I I know George Lucas was a part of, like, Dave Filoni and the Clone Wars and everything, but, like, that's a lot. I'm sorry. I guess, like, I just, like, I just, yeah. So they got into the mouth of a space whale. Yeah, so the space whales can, they travel paths, certain paths to different galaxies through hyperspace. But they can travel, like, super far, further than the ships can. Because I'm saying the ships can't pass through galaxies, but the whales can travel from galaxy to galaxy. Something of that nature. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm just... Hey, man, you... I could I could be 100% wrong. You're the expert. But I just... Here, bro. You know, I, hey, we called you on the pod today, I'm, bro. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> You're the Star Wars. <laughs> You're the Star Wars expert, well, man. I had the same questions. Okay. Right? Like, I'm watching this show, and I'm like... I don't understand why why she's talks why she's on the damn ship on the outside of the ship talking to a whale. Well, why why the whales were so significant in general? Yeah. So I had to figure out because I didn't want to go back and see if there was something that I missed. But I don't think there is anything to miss. I think it's just something in like comic books or something like that, not part of the shows and stuff like that. There's a whole other comic book world as well. Aside from the shows. I don't think they're drawing from any of that, though, right? They're drawing from, like, Dave Filoni's The Clone Wars war, uh, world, right? And, like, adding on to, to that. Bro, Hands up. We, we brought you on here as the expert. I okay, you can't I'm be. Only, <laughs> I'm only so much of an expert here. <laughs> Guys, are you still rocking with Ahsoka <laughs> like me and Javi? Javi, obviously, he's, uh, he's deep in the trenches. Yeah, I've been uh, getting way in there. Yeah. Me on the other hand, I have fallen asleep during every episode. <laughs> Um, but I'm like, but I'm still like casually enjoying it though. You know what I mean? Like I'm it's, casually enjoying it. It's got its good parts. It's you know, like I was deep into the weeds with like Obi-Wan. Yeah. And I'm deep into the weeds with every like Mandalorian episode, but like this, I'm just casually watching it. Man. Yeah. I'm just going to say seeing, you know, uh, Anakin sling a lightsaber around was pretty awesome. That was kind of cool. He did some work. That was kind of cool, he man. Looks, he looks good when he does it. He looks really good. Hey man. It's really good. Jedi master, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Master Anakin. So, um, my last question before we go, guys, and I'm sorry, we're gonna—I swear—we're gonna talk about Kenan Bragnaw in a minute. We're gonna, we're gonna have to cut this one short. I don't think we're gonna be able to make it. Um, <laughs> we, really have, we have got a long time about it, so <laughs> we're—we're we are deep in right now. Um, what? When? When did the okay? So you yeah, have yeah, yeah. you have uh, Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. you have Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. You have Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Okay. When did the Clone Wars happen? Between. It was before Revenge of the Sith. Okay. So I think it was in between those two Attack movies. Of Clones and Revenge of the Sith? Yeah. Because that's when the wars really kind of started. Yeah. That's when they found out they there was these. Yeah, I think those were that was supposed to go in yeah. between that. So, because I'm not gonna take thirty minutes out of my life to, she, to do that. She, there, she's his apprentice before he becomes Vader. 
Okay. But like, do they have a falling out before the Revenge of the Sith starts? Yes. Okay. That was my question. She she finds out, I believe, I believe she finds out he's Vader before that happens. And Obi-Wan didn't know. Obi-Wan was dealing with like something. Obi-Wan was out there just something yeah, striking yeah, yeah. everybody yeah. down. <laughs> Everyone was busy, but he couldn't feel the force. <laughs> couldn't feel the force right now. Yeah. Something. How are you a Jedi master? How are then, you a Je- wait, 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 there's something better. Oh, my God. I have so and many they, questions now, guys. And then they go to some sort of ethereal realm and where they where they meet the, the father. They meet the balance of the force and the dark and the light side of the force, like the physical form. It's crazy. Crazy. There's a whole lot of stuff that happens in but the Clone like, Wars. The series. Clone Wars is like a really highly loved cartoon canon yeah. series, though. Yeah, exactly. And it's like thirty episodes. It's like thirty seasons. It's a long time, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and at some point, Anakin brings her back to life. It's crazy. Okay, it's it's, it's wild. Okay, but you can learn all about it in about thirty minutes. But he doesn't. <laughs> I'm gonna have to, man. I'm it's, kinda, it's a lot. Because I, I just, fi- I just finished the Phantom Menace again, yep. and I'm about to start Attack, attack Clones in a couple of days. Nice. And I, I'm gonna have to. I'm not gonna watch the Clone Wars. Don't watch. Like, it's too much. It's way too much. But you can, you can learn a lot though. You can get all the good points. Summing it up. Send me that link, <laughs> guys. Are you still rocking with the so good? Because clearly, I have all yeah. the questions. Because I'm really not. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, with us on our socials let us know your thoughts team (laughs) alright brother let's go ahead and jump into this week's movie alright we have a haunting in Venice this movie dropped last Friday Uh, this movie is directed by Kenneth Branagh oh written by Michael Green from the novel Halloween Party by Agatha Christie we have a $60 million budget, and we so far have grossed $37.2 million. Nice. Starting this one, we have Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh. How'd you say it again? Branagh. Branagh. Oh, with a little A. I said it wrong, too, after you said it like the right time. Mm-hmm. Usually. Uh, as Hercule Perot. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tina Fey as Ariane Oliver. Kyle Allen as Maxim Gerard, Camille Cotton as Olga Simonoff, Jamie Dornan as Dr. Leslie Ferrier, Jude Hill as Leopold Ferrier, Ali Khan as Nicholas Holland, Emma Laird as Desdemona Holland, Kelly Riley as Rowena Drake, Ricardo Scamasio as Vitale Porfoglio, Michelle Yeoh as Joyce Reynolds, and Rowan Robinson as Alicia Drake. All right, brother. Appreciate that. Go ahead and give us a quick synopsis of this uh, hook your pro <laughs> mystery in Venus. Uh, a retired Hercule pro is requested to help uh, discredit a psychic medium and ends up getting tangled up in what seems to be a paranormal case of murder. It wasn't. 
All right, man. Let's start at the top here. Uh, we got Kenneth Brag Bragna Brana. I'm Kenneth. KB KB. I was cussing you out right there because you got really excited. Okay, be messing this up again. <laughs> Some bad language came over here. KB explicitives. KB Hercule Perot. Man, this is his third time out. Um, as him, remember he's also directed all three of these movies. Death on the Nile team. Uh, before that, Murder on the Orient Express. Uh, this one is different. And yes. I, I, I like that, right? Oh, he's yeah. He's like shut in. He's done. I think these stories are not like, um, they're not sequels, right? They're just books yeah, in yeah. the Agatha Christie world, right? So they're not really connected. They're separate. But I think the events of Death on the, Death on the Nile follows this one, right? Because Death on the Nile was like 10 years before this. Mm. So he's been, um, and you know, he like shaved off his, his famous stash and he was kind of retired. So it's back now, but he's not taking any cases. Gotcha. He's done, right? He's just enjoying life. Um, doesn't want to be involved with around death anymore and stuff. So he, I, there is some like character development between movies and He's not down on his luck. He's just living his life in Vegas. Yeah. He's love loving life. Yep. And doesn't believe anything. Doesn't want to be involved with anything. Kind of wants to be shut out from the world. Yeah, he's a security right? guard that <laughs> keeps everybody out the house, right? He doesn't even like know it's Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we get him and he is invited to this humongous, like what do they call those? Uh Regulas, what what they what they called the house, a uh, palazzo, mm. at the palazzo, the palazzo, pol- the palazzo yeah. right? I don't, I don't. We live in a palazzo, Javi. Um, he gets invited. Look like a rough time. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, get invited to this palazzo, and yeah. this palazzo has a Halloween party for orphans, and then after that, mm. they're going to have a séance, right? to bring back the ex-opera singers, uh, to get in touch with the ex-opera singers' dead daughter. Awkward. Yeah, yeah. I uh, would not be involved with that. I'd be leaving with the with the kitties. Definitely so. gone. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the Halloween party. Bye. Bye. Um, <laughs> and he, obviously, from the start, does not think that any, like, spirits or the ghost or yeah. even God is even, like, real, right? Yeah. Like, that's what he how he's going it because he's of sound mind of logic and stuff of that nature so that's how he's going in into this man and I don't, I don't know man i for this movie in in him right i was expecting i was expecting him to start believing mm. in it right yeah yeah but he kind of keeps his North Star. Yeah, he's, um, I guess he kind of feels like, you know, I'm not myself. Yeah. Right? That's kind of what he, it wasn't just like, you know, like uh, <laughs> like Scooby-Doo, where it's like a <laughs> where it's like a glass on the wall and it's a, a, a projector of a ghost, right? And uh, it wasn't something like that. Like, he, he, he had a physical... A physical we change. A, a Kenneth Branagh movie to Scooby Doo, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Mon- well, Monsters Unleashed. 
So, so like with that, it's like your sound, your your mind's right, and you see something. Yeah, and you're like, oh man, there's a ghost here. But in this case, he's like, he knows something's wrong. Oh yeah, like he can feel his body's not right because he goes, you know, he's in the um, the washroom trying to, you know, watch his hands, watch his face, feel a little bit better uh, when he starts seeing things. So he knows something's up. Yeah, yeah, you know what? And he kind of keeps that close to the chest as well. Yeah. You know, because and not trying to spoil it, but like I would have been like, "Oh yeah, something, something's up. Something's <laughs> yeah, yeah. You did something to me, right? Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, he never kind of like let that up until obviously the in natural in all these movies that third act, the third act, he's kind of the big reveal and how everything yeah. happened there. But um, I, I just thought he was going to be a believer, but just keeps that. And you're right, man. He just knew. So, yep. All right, here. Moving forward here, we got Tina Fey as uh, Ariadne Oliver, uh, Pro's friend and a crime novelist. Uh, she's an interesting addition to yeah. this to this franchise there. And Tina Fey, as great as she is, an amazing actress as she is, uh, you just don't show up at my man's door. <laughs> Yeah. And say, let's go to a Halloween party. Yeah. You have some motive the entire time. Yeah, I mean, she's trying to, she does. She's trying to sell some books, right? She And he knows that. He sees it right up front. He's like, you've already used me before, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> used me before. What are we going to do now? And, uh, I mean, she's pretty up front for the most part. Right. She's like, I need to prove this person wrong. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Well, she wasn't necessarily up front, but she told him a story and wasn't like trying to persuade him in a different direction. Right. Yeah. Like, it's just like, this is another Hercule Perot movie where like, you know, everybody has an alternative motive. Oh, yeah. You know, what are you really in this for? Yeah. And you expect her to be on his side Mm -hmm. the entire time and just have like, you know, that altruistic motive and just be like, yo, I'm in this for the great. This happened. Let me help you get to the bottom of it. Yeah. And then. One thing that was kind of made this one different was you didn't have a feeling that all these people were in it for something. Yeah. You didn't know, like, um, that there was any kind of relationship. Yeah. Like the other ones, right? You knew it was like family was together and, you know, friends were there, you know, people that knew each other. And this one, it was like basically a bunch of strangers. True. True. Um, true, true, true. Yeah. So, so it was kind of hard to to see, hey, oh, well, this person has, you know, this person's going to inherit this money or this person's going to do this, this person like that. So it was really hard to... To pinpoint something to happen. Exactly. All right, here. Uh, moving forward, we have uh, Kelly Riley as Rowena Drake, a retired opera singer. Uh, she's the one who, uh, uh, Palazzo that everybody's at. Yes. Her rundown Palazzo. She uh, puts on the uh, you know Halloween party for all the orphan kids. Yeah. And then says, hey, let's have this uh, psychic medium seance chick come mm, through and great. Oh, no. bring my daughter, you know, 
when the veil's the thinnest. Let's let's do this. Yeah, let's seance. do that, right? You know what I mean? Like on all Never. Hallows Eve. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You just want the Sanderson sisters to come out too, why don't you? <laughs> Good God, while we're at it, right? Rolls with Michael Myers too, guys, while we're at it. You know what I mean? <laughs> all the tropes. Just one night, yeah. baby. Let's do this. Oh, Michael might have a hard time getting around the water. <laughs> I don't know if he can. He'll figure it out. I don't think he knows how to paddle a he boat just, that way. He just waits. Yeah. <laughs> He's just already there. <laughs> oh my! Michael figure it out. Like, yeah. How the hell did the man drive? Right? He yeah, was a yeah. kid when he got sent off. Yep. And he drove back. Yeah, man. He Whatever. figured it out. Right? Got it. I mean? A little paddle board action. Whatever. Paddle board up there in the plazo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So like, she's a woman who Rena Drake is a woman who definitely loved her daughter mm-hmm. um hated her daughter's fiance um loved her daughter like really appreciated her and they had like a really tight bond and you can tell that from the get go but you think it's just like a mother daughter normal situation you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? you don't think it's anything more or obsessive until yeah. the, the layers start peeling back you get to like a um, there is a medical term for it. What is the medical term? Um, is it Dr. Mun- Munchausen syndrome? Huh? Is that what that is? Munchausen syndrome? Where you, uh, let me look that up real quick before I say something wrong. Where there's one where like um, you keep the kids sick so that you always have their attention. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a real syndrome. I mean, yeah. That's wild, um, man. Nope, I think I got that wrong. Munchausen syndrome is a medical condition in which a person repeatedly seeks medical attention for the wrong, or just because they want to, they get to like the wrong symptoms or whatever. Uh, uh, my man in uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall when he kept on going to the physician, <laughs> the, the child's physician. <laughs> Dude, you're on a fire truck. What are you, what are you talking about, dude? Oh. <laughs> No, oh, no, here we go. A medical condition in which a person repeatedly seeks medical attention for another person for symptoms that are falsified, exaggerated, or deliberately induced. Ah. That is Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Oh. So it is a disease, actually. They actually talk about that a lot on uh, Armchair Expert. Really? That's where I learned that. Interesting. That. A little something from Dax. Guys. The more you know. <laughs> can you put a little can you put a little thing there? Yeah, we can do some kind Bigger. of uh I'm not gonna do nothing. Come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh moving anyways. right forward here. We also got Michelle Yao as Joyce Reynolds, a supposed psychic medium who comes in really creepy, like normal Super looking. Creepy, yep. But like really creepy at the same exact time with the mask or whatever, and then come off as like this older um Asian lady and I was believing at first something was right, going right. like I I know there's like logic behind these movies and how it but like just like her vibe was like yo there's something she's gonna yeah is there something but no uh, <laughs> well it's it's a good setup it's a damn good setup is what it is and scared the hell out of me yeah the yeah camera work and the spinning and everything yeah it was good. Until uh, Hercules just like yanked the kid yeah. out of the tail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he yanked the shit out of that kid, bro. I was like, what is happening? What just happened? <laughs> Why are you over there? 
your hand in there for, bro? Yeah. Um, so yeah, she is is there, but uh, everybody thinks she's a psychic, and even uh, Kelly Riley's character, Rihanna Drake, thinks she's a psychic uh, allegedly, and it's kind of just a a whole like who done it and why this is even happening. Like, why are we yeah. having this seance? Yeah, right. Um, and I love how that's kind of revealed through the movie as well. Moving forward, you know, just the uh, f- for time's sake here, we got Jamie Dorn as the doctor. The doctor suffered from psychotic trauma. He was the doctor who um, was there for uh, Rowena Drake's daughter when right. she was sick and everything. And kind of, I guess, did, did did they live in the plaza with them? Like, are they were they an I, item or something? Like, what what? That was weird. That was a weird well, relationship. They, well, I remember they were not an item, and I think that was kind of part of the problem was like the doctor was there and he was he he was wanted to be an item but he was just their doctor yeah okay gotcha gotcha um, gotcha and he had his own he had like retired and stuff because of his own background yeah and for whatever reason she hired him i don't remember exactly what that story was because it went by pretty fast god yeah they only dove into his story real quick just enough for you to be like Okay, I think he did it. It was a yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? it was it was a different character for for Jamie Dornan because you know he plays like these like suave, sexy guys who yeah. like knows what the hell they're doing and everything, and he was really vulnerable in it. So that that yeah. was, that was different there. Uh, we got Kyle Allen as Maxine Gerard, uh, Alicia Drake's ex fiance, who gets invited, doesn't know who the hell invited him, mm. but he's there um, for the the seance. So ulterior motives there. Did we um, ever find out why he who invited him? I don't remember. Uh yeah. Um we we did. Okay. We did. We did. The uh, I remember it though. We got Jude Hill as uh Leopold Ferrier. Mm-hmm. Uh Dr. Ferrier's precocious son. Creepy kid. Just a creepy kid. Super man. creepy. And just watch out for the kid. Yeah. Guys, if I, if there's one thing <laughs> I have learned throughout all my years and the scary, creepy horror movies. Stay the hell so, away from the little white kid, okay? Reading books. He's always up to something. Man, why, are you, <laughs> why, are you, why are you not playing in dirt or something? Oh, reading man. books. The rest of the kids are out there just like having a good time. And you're Suit like, it up. No. Suit it up. <laughs> it's looking good. Fresh to death, bro. <laughs> Fresh linens, bro. Get out of here. The hard part, too, man. He was... Yeah, he he had all kinds of signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got uh, Camille <laughs> Cotton as Olga uh, Simonoff, Rowena's housekeeper. Um, you know, she is the housekeeper. She loved uh, Alicia and was just there for her, and just yeah. had to stay there because she felt like it was her fault of what happened to Alicia. Right. Um, we also have Emma Laird. As the Moza Holland, uh, Reynolds' assistant, and Nicholas' half sister, who is a part of the gambit for the medium. Right. Um, her brother, Ali Khan, is the other half of that. Ricardo Scarmarchio, as Vital Portoglio, uh, Pro's bodyguard and a former police officer, he has some motives as well that we come to find out. Oh, yeah. Um, and then. Um, we also do have the one that the reason why they're all together is uh, Rowan Robinson as Alicia Drake, Rowena's deceased daughter there. So that's the cast of characters, guys. And, you know, we don't want to spoil anything for yep. you, but uh, Hercule Perot is on the case. Right? <laughs> Things happen. You, this, this movie's 
probably my favorite in the series of the three. I'm not saying that to spoil the rest of our pod, but um, just kind of the way that it ebbed and flowed through the movie was different than a straightforward whodunit. That's what I really enjoyed. All right, man. Um, I want to talk about filming, just the, the look and the feel of this, man. Right. Uh, Agatha Christie's novel that this is based off of is called Halloween Party. This is called A Haunting in Venice. So uh, the look, the feel, the scariness is there. It's got all the trouble, yeah, man, right? Yeah. It's got a, it's got a uh, Halloween, stormy, just uh, lightning, mm-hmm. thunder, rainy, wet, nobody's allowed outside the building, night, right? <laughs> That's that's the setting, right? Yeah. You're in a nineteen forty seven palazzo that is like run down. You go outside, you just fall in the water. You are so, bloop. Yeah. Just in there. Your your, your little uh, boat is gonna tip over if you yeah, try to yep. you try to go. Boats can't go nowhere. Nope. So that's where we're at uh right now, man. But just like this one was dope because of the camera work, man. Yeah. Like I wanna I kinda wanna see Kenneth do a hor- like a straightforward horror film now. Because he has, he has the look and the feel down. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, he could pull it off. I think this man can. Okay. This one. Sounds like a challenge. This, this one kind of had me at times where I'm just like, yo, this is, this is a straightforward horror film. I'll be sure to, uh, to tag him. Yeah. I'm sure he can. Yeah, let him know, man. Yeah, we'll put him in there. You got him, you got him on threads, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hit him up on, on his yeah, threads, yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> No, I just really liked the look of this man. He yeah. combined a lot of good old school and even new school, like conjuring and stuff type of elements and shots or whatever, and brought us a really beautiful, scary, haunting. Like I, it, I know that's in the title, but like, yeah, literally, it was a very like huge haunting type movie around every corner, man, and you don't know the why. Yeah, why things are happening. He he used the the movie twist very well. Yes, um, and had you really in there with this haunting part. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I did enjoy that. Um, and then we let's talk about the music for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hilder, I can't pronounce my man's uh, last name, but yo, just <sighs> yo, <laughs> yeah, this was. <laughs> It was just like it kept you like in a really creepy mood oh, the yeah. entire time, man. It's just something I was not expecting from these movies. Yeah, dark and ominous. Dark and ominous, man. It just fit. That, I mean, like it, you laugh, but like well, I laugh because it's from Sarah, forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's why I laughed. Oh, you want dark and ominous? Gotcha. <laughs> and he <laughs> plays like the theme from uh, Seinfeld. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, but but yeah, it's exactly what it was. It's exactly (laughs) what it was, man. And it just was terrifying around every turn. Um, I don't get like scary movies don't do anything to me Mm -hmm. as an adult. My mind, I'm six four, two fifty. So, except for The Exorcist, I'm not watching that movie, duh. So, kids, okay, so it's not gonna do nothing because you're not gonna watch it. Exactly. Okay, it's fine. I don't mess with loophole. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) loophole. (laughs) no i got you oh man but no yeah i I thoroughly enjoyed this man like i just wasn't going in thinking i was gonna be you know you know that feeling of like chilled not not Mm -hmm. scared but like thrilled and chilled or whatever like that chill down your spine 
I got that a few times in this movie. Yeah, right? It was a, it was an interesting twist on these movies. Yes, yes, I thoroughly enjoyed it, man. So, uh, yeah, dude, let's talk about a theme. All right, all right, man. Uh, theme of this movie is uh, you got to get back in the game, man. I think that's what this movie's about. Um, we got. Early on, you know, he's kind of caught his first movie, um, Murder of the Orient Express. He was mm-hmm. he, he was cocky, right? He knew what the hell he was doing, right? And he could <laughs> figure that out, right? Yeah. Deathland and Nile challenged him, mm. right, and challenged him to the point where even though he figured it out, he was sad. He was somber at the end, and he decided to like put the detective work down. He's like, yeah, right. Yeah. Um. And he gets thrown into this. He's there for just the fun of the night and mm-hmm. not for the seance and be like, yo, if I find uh, what the hell she's doing, yeah. uh, I'll, you know, tell you and you'll have your stupid book there. Oliver. Right. But, you know, other things happen where he gets thrust into this murder mystery where he has to solve it. And it puts him back in the game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I really like that where he's down on, he was kind of, you can say he's kind of down on his luck, living mm. in Venice and living in this flat. It's not really down on your luck, but you know what? Uh, this guy, he, he was. <laughs> yeah, I think he was like... Uh, it was his mindset. Yeah, he was just blocked himself off in this little box. Yeah. And wasn't enjoying the world. He was just enjoying his little pastries he was getting twice a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Correct, but like you know, he gets back on that wagon and he becomes again the world's greatest detective. Oh yeah, um, that's that's what what I think the theme of is this man getting back on the wagon and just uh, handling business. So. Good deal, good deal. All right, teams, so that's our conversation about 2023's A Haunting in Venice. JV, give me your thoughts and ratings, brother. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give this one uh, three out of five bucks popcorn. All right. Uh, I like the twist on this movie. Yeah. On this uh, particular kind of brand or type of movie. Uh, just because we got to feel a little bit different throughout it mm-hmm. with the kind of the haunting side of it. Um, and with these characters and these actors, it was a good movie. It was fun to... To be pulled into that and really like um, not know what was happening, and it holding off for as long as it did, and that's what makes these movies good for me. Yeah, because there's just so much dialogue, and that's the stuff I check out on. But with this one, it was more of a okay. Now I need to know the next step. Exactly. Now I need to know the next thing. Uh, so three out of five bucks for me, man. All right. How about you. Yeah, man, this is, um, I like, I like the twist in this film compared to the other ones. I think it's the best in this trilogy that you can say with Kenneth Branagh. I would say it's Um, my favorite one so far, out of the three. Yeah, because, like, Murder and Death on the Nile, you, like, you saw people, it was like shadows of people scurrying around away from the crime scene or away (laughs) from the murder weapon or whatever, so you're like... There's no, like, real mystery. Like, okay, it's not this person. It's got to be one of these people over there. You know mm-hmm. that, like, all the way up to the end of this movie, you still didn't know, like, who did it. 
even and why they did it. And even when you do, there's still a little something. Still a little, a little something, something there. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. Right, so it kind of kept you guessing, and you're like, uh, he's been acting kind of wild all yeah. night there. He's got to be old to something. It just yeah. came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, this one gets four buckets of popcorn for you, man. This was scary. This was haunting. This was like a good taste of getting into spooky season. Yeah. Right? I, I really enjoyed that. It's the best in this trilogy here. I I want him to keep making more. Man. I actually got like a million of these books. So, right. Of Hercular Perot. So, like, I would love to see him do more and more. I will say, as this one is the best, um, these movies, uh, one of the... One of the phrases that the uh, movie reviewers, uh, critics do say, right? These movies have been sexy. The first movie mm. was a really sexy movie, right? right? Uh, this has a this is a sexy, good cast, but like that that like sex appeal and just like the ooing gooey, like yeah, good no, looking uh, people, you know? No, no Gal Gadot on no this. No Gal Gadot, one. you know what I mean, right? Um, this it just didn't happen in this movie, even though like <laughs> Kelly Riley's. A, and, you know, yeah. Emma and all the rest of these ladies and her beautiful women and stuff there. It just didn't give you that vibe. Like, they went for the scare. Yeah, it was, this was uh, more of an emotional situation than it was, like, them being out on a boat. And yeah, Out exactly. on vacation and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, it just the fact that you didn't, like, cut, copy, and yeah. paste more beautiful people in a movie and just do something else. Um, I really enjoyed that, man. You really brought us something new and refreshing here. And I, I just, and a lot of character development for uh, the Perot, so. Now, I don't remember the first movie as much as I do Death on the Nile. But this is the first, is this the only one where he's went in and it's already been a murder there? Because the murder happened before he got there. With, yes. With, like, Death on the Nile. It happened. It was a surprise that there were people being murdered. Yes. Yeah, so, mur- so on murder I thought that was interesting. He was already was on. on the train when the murder happened. Yeah. He was already on the boat when the murder happened. Yeah. He goes there to go to the seance to, um, you know, figure out if this person is real or if yeah. the psychic real or not. Doesn't really he like he goes well, in it. He doesn't even care about like, yeah. the murder. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I got I got you. I got you. Right, yeah. and we as the audience, we don't even care about the murder. We care about right. is this psychic real or not? Yeah, I got you. And then other stuff unfolds, twists and turns occur, and that's what makes this movie then we, juicy. Right, and then we get back to <laughs> we get yeah, back to it. To right? the murder, you yeah. got to put a bow on that. Too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So four buckets of popcorn, uh, best in the trilogy. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through a Haunting in Venice. Next week, we'll be discussing The Expendables 4. Catch that in a theater near you. Like always, I am Clyde Smith. You can find me on all socials as I am Clyde D. Smith. I'm Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MrJ8200. Like always, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And keep watching. Forgot to not on Twitter no more. We don't. Yeah, it happens. Thanks. Yeah. Got you bouncing again. Be good. <laughs>